afternoon, good morning, my name is Malachi and I am joined as always by <coughs> Hollywood Fletch! Hi. Hi. Should I do that again? No, that's fine. It's like the intro to Sweet Leaf. Oh, that's not what we want. It's a, it, it reminiscent and freaked. It's ruined that. It's tainted that song about the uh, what? Sweet Sweet Leaf. Nothing will ever taint Black Sabbath for me. I am Iron Man. <laughs> How's it going then, Hollywood Fletch? Having a nice time, having a good day since last time. When we did, did we do this? I'm a bit fucked actually. I walked up the stairs just now after a Big Mac, and I'm fucking knackered. And a Big Mac on a bus. I'm and really out of breath. Uh, old ladies sprayed links at us because we smelled like burgers. I didn't see that. Yeah, moaning. What happened? Well, I don't know. They were moaning, and then the next minute it smelt like Lynx and not Big Macs. I was just sat there in burger bliss. Yeah, exactly. Fuck them. Do you know what? What? I'm going to edit your words together to make you say incriminating things. No, no, you're not. I love Craig David. So then, Fletcher, 2020, we're still we're scared of the future, but we're in the future. Yeah? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, the, it's, it's the roaring 20s it's now. It's the roaring 20s now. Last week we were talking about the haunted internet and the, and the perils of phone line computer games. Mm. This week we're talking about our planet being used as a dumping ground for alien scumbags, mate. We're like Space Australia. Space Australia. Hollywood Fletch, what have we done this week? The Borrowers. The, no, not The Borrowers, Fletch. What? The Borrower. 1991, The Borrower. That's what I wrote down, 1991, The Borrowers. Not The Borrowers. Have you watched the John Goodman film? Yes. But that's not what we're that's talking about. That's called The Borrowers. Yeah, this is called The Borrower. Okay, that's... What did I say? The Borrowers. It's okay. not The Borrowers. Let's move past it. Okay. We watched The Borrowers. We didn't watch The Borrowers. Oh, my God! <laughs> it's The Borrower! Okay. Have we got any trivia on The Borrower before we start? I don't know. Personally, I thought this film was shit. <laughs> so, uh I might just bow out for the rest of this episode, to be You're honest. just going to bow out for the rest of the episode? Yeah. Should we not bother doing this one? No. In Germany, it's called Alien Killer. Right, okay. Is that true? That's it. <laughs> okay. In Mexico, it's called Los Ocupados. <laughs> Is, is that trivia? Is that trivia? Uh, some more, drop some more. Is uh, it just the film in different languages? I'm sure I know other stuff about this film. Do you? Yeah, it's got Ray Dawn Chong in it. And you've got any knowledge about Ray Dawn Chong? Yeah, she was in The Colour Purple. Yeah. She was in Commando. Yeah, she was. She was in Just Another Night, the music video by Mick Jagger. Anybody else? Anybody else of uh, notable... What about the band? Are they, 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 are they a real band? What band? Band later on, I can't remember what they're called. There's a band? There's a band at the end, oh, yeah. I think I really switched off during this film. Oh, God, okay. I noticed that the baddie in it, mm-hmm. uh, his name's Scully. Yeah. I noticed him, he's Eddie Caputo. What? Yeah, he's, he's he plays Eddie Caputo in Child's Play. What? Does he really? Yes. Well, you know, there we go, then. So you know we... Chucky's... Um, yeah, he's the, the guy that does one. The one who gets blown up. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's the rapist in this film. Oh, well, there you go then. Uh-huh. Tap River. And you're saying this is shit? First bit of t- trivia, other than the uh, the title in different languages. Yeah, and one of them has a wordless part in a better film. You say, well, yeah, you, I'd say Charles plays a lot better than this. 
Yeah. I mean, you just told me there was a band in it. and Oh, there was a band in it, I remember yeah, now. Right. Do you know what I remember now? Let's just whack through it. White light! White light prison! Shining from upon high! A bug alien guard has a human man captive. The human man says, Am I? Am I? Dead, says the bug. He says, no, your sentence has been adjusted. You have been genetically de-evolved to become a human. And you are being sent to Earth for doing loads of space murders. So he's a space serial killer. Space serial killer. Also, that implies that Bugman is a higher evolved being than us. Yeah, yeah, it is. He's a Bugman. So? That's alien racist. That's not alien racist. The bugman says, guard your body well. Damage will lead to painful metamorphosis. Or worse. I mean, what's worse than painful metamorphosis? Well, he says that he's not being put to death because they decided it would be worse punishment for him to be a person. Yeah. I mean, we've all been there, In his flimsy body. Yeah. But then he's like... That's at least that's all you're getting. Yeah, but he's going. I am alive. <laughs> he's just bothered about being alive. He can't talk properly. No, he can't because he's a, he's a bug in man form flesh. Why is the bug be able to talk then? Because he's used the to bug's his bug like, mouth. The bug's like he's got a bug mouth. He's like I've been talking like a bug all my life. This fella woke up with a different type of mouth. One that's clearly better designed for talking. Tell that to the bug man. Two redneck hunters sit in a truck, drinking brews and telling hunters stories. One of them is the father of the piece. The other is the son. The stupid boy lighting <laughs> cigarettes and playing with a lighter. Talking uh, about hunting stories. The dad's name's Tom Towles. Tom Towles? Yeah, the actor. Mm-hmm. He got a Golden Chainsaw nomination for this role. Best Supporting Actor. Really? Yeah. Mm. So, Fangoria obviously enjoyed this. Fango? Yeah. Good old Fango. They obviously enjoyed this film. Or at least his performance in it. Well, he's pretty good. It did get a nomination at a film. It it won an award at a film festival for the special effects this did. Well, the special effects, there's a lot of exploding heads. And there's a lot of... uh, It's it's, another one of those films, isn't it? It's made by really good horror special effects artists. Yeah, it's like the and that's equi- it. That's yeah, what it's, it's like got the, going. Uh, the equivalent of most of the martial arts films we've watched are made by clearly made by stunt people. So, redneck father and son talking about hunting stories. A bright light shines from upon high, and a bug guard drops off a human onto the earth. They're like fucking hell, look at that. There's a horrible monster there, and he's there with a human man. The human man starts fighting the monster, so the fucking... The rednecks get out of the car, and they shoot the bug dead. He's got a homemade silence. He has got... It's a bottle on his... Yeah. Shoots the bug dead, and they go over, and he goes, Woo-hee, I bet he's glad to see us. Howdy. The prisoner stands up. As soon as he stands up, he punches the redneck dad. Boom! He flies across the fucking car park... And painful metamorphosis does begin. The man's hands become to become monster hands, and his head starts pulsating. The prisoner is turning into a monster. Then, boom! His fucking head explodes. Yeah, that that's 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 what happens. Yeah, that's probably the, one of the best bits of the film. And the sun says, "It's over now." The sun says, "Ain't nobody ever gonna believe this, pa." 
And she says, oh yeah, you go get a van, we gonna sell this alien headless, alien headless corpse. He says, who's gonna buy that? It says, the army, the circus. And, uh, <laughs> I feel like this is gonna be one of your voice acting episodes. <laughs> the circus? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he won't tell the police. Yeah, he wants to like, sell it to the army, but he yeah. won't tell the police. He's like, no, go and get the bloody van. Right, he goes to get the van, and Dad starts prodding the headless beast on the floor. He's like, I think it's dead, but wait! It grabs him, Flex! It grabs him and drags him away to a fade-out. Cops are staking out a market. It's a, it's a, your general sort of spa. 24-hour garage, something like that. You've got a sassy lady cop and her partner. He's an old-school, old-school cop. Diana, the sassy lady cop. She sees a perp that she's been after for a while. Scully, the rapey man. She runs out and says, You're under arrest for counts of rape and sodomy and attempted murder. And as she's reading the rights to rapey Scully, he grabs a woman as she's coming out of the takeaway and he's like, And he runs off into the alley and takes her as a hostage. So here we've got Ray Dong Chong. Radon Chong and Eddie Caputo. Yep. Are who we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. It is. Have you ever seen that Mick Jagger video? No, I haven't. It's no. awful. No. She looks really young and pretty, and Mick Jagger's there like the crypt keeper, like, yeah. And she's supposed to sit there and act like she finds him attractive. Sexy Mick. Yeah, and he's just there like, give me a coat! It's just. Give me a coat. Yeah, yeah. He just <laughs> takes a coat, and she's got a glittery coat on. And he puts it on, and he starts singing with his leathery face just bouncing around. It's horrible. Ugh. Anyway, the street punk takes the lady in the alley, but the lady bites the street punk, and she and he, she escapes. Diana now has the gun to the street punks to the street punk, and he says, "You wouldn't dare shoot me in the back." And he turns and he runs. And she, he says, you don't have the balls. But she does have the balls. And he, she shoots him in the back. In the leg. Yeah. Takes him down. Bam, bam, bam. And that's it. That's it, yeah. A rocking girl listens to metal as she drives. As she's driving in the night, listening to the night rock. It's a dark, dark time outside. Then in the headlights, she sees... <gasps> she sees Dad. Redneck Dad. But it's the body... Of the space prisoner, but with the head of redneck dad. Tom Towers. Yeah. She nearly hits him with a car. Yeah. Hits him with a car. Bam! He don't feel it because he's a crazy alien man. And she's like, thank God you're not dead. Get in the car. I'll take you to hospital. He says, I live, I think. She's like, thank God for that. While they're driving to the hospital... She, you know, he's a total fucking mess. He's being sick in the car, but she's talking his ears off. Constant rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Talking about how she loves Disneyland and stuff like that. She gives it, like... She also dis- He also discovers that he's very, very sensitive to bright lights. So she gives him a pair of old lady sunglasses. What is, it, what is the point in all of this? I don't know. Why is it... What is the point? Do you know what? <laughs> this scene is so pointless. Yeah. And it's offered so nothing... It it was almost profound. <laughs> it reminded it just it was like reading a fucking Camus book, just reminding me of the futility of life. Just what was the point of going to hospital? In watching the car? watching this scene was the equivalent of the myth of Sisyphus. <laughs> Police have found. Dad. Just, all right, it just made me sad. <laughs> 
this film is so boring and I, I feel like I feel film, like it's it? damaged our friendship it's, I feel bored reading it out <laughs> police have found dad's headless body and they're taking it they've taken in the redneck son for questioning but they can't find the head anywhere Fletch the lady drops off the alien at the, should we just ditch this episode it's boring Nothing happens in this film apart from he gets a dog's head at the end. Well, what do you want to talk about? He does get a dog head. We just do the other episodes. There is a metal bit and he gets a dog head. Yeah. It's like literally metal and then dog head. Dog head. This film's awful. You literally... No. I wrote down... Well, I've already said everything that I've written down. Let's just do no retreat, no surrender. Are we fucking for real? Are you for real right now? You just want to ditch this film. You just bored yourself reading about it. And you you want to ditch it? Oh, fuck it. Let's not do this, <laughs> Golden Chainsaw nominee. He won a Golden Chainsaw. Wait, he didn't. He didn't I win one. I can't be bothered. It's, it's just really boring, isn't it? Even, like, reading it back, I can't even put on the false... I can't even... It, I can't even gimmick it up. Oh, my God. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. You... Uh, I feel like it didn't really damage our friendship. Oh no, I don't. Think, I don't think that. No, I don't think that. That's fine. <laughs> I just. It's I just, fucking like, nothing happens in this film. I know. Oh mate. Oh, you look really sad. I just can't. I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. It's a really shit film, isn't it? Yeah, it's really bad. I mean, that's the film. And it's isn't literally it? just leading up to that. That's the film, isn't it? I mean, what just happened? He swapped heads with someone, and then met someone else. And then, and then down the line he swaps heads with someone else. Until at the end he becomes a dog and he just yeah. gets shot. And then he just gets shot. That's it. That's it. That's the whole film. I'm really concerned for you now. You look really upset. No, it's fine. I just, I can't... Even... I mean, I know I was talking about, like, the myth of Sisyphus earlier. Yeah. yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know whether I'm just not feeling it. Let me just try and do the... Let's try and do... Thingy instead and see... What? Let's just do the next episode. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. My name is Malachi J. Matthews and I am joined as always by Hollywood Fletcher. Hello. Hello, Fletch. Don't ever watch The Borrow. It's the most boring horror film ever made. I'm just staring into the fire. I'm just staring into the fire. Especially when we knew... The thing is, when we knew what we had coming next, speaking of fire... Speaking of hot, hot flames, Fletch, what are we doing today? Today we're doing No Retreat, No Surrender. No Retreat, No Surrender! The and first feature-length film of Jean-Claude Van Damme. First feature-length film of Jean-Claude Van Damme, 1986. Was not... Was, is this pre-Predator? This is pre-Predator, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Predator was 87. Yeah, plus that doesn't count. He was... Okay. That doesn't count. <laughs> Directed by Corey Yuen. Knowledge. Give it to me. Like a sandwich. Do you know who Corey Yuen is? No. He directed The Transporter. Ooh, I know who he is. With The Stathe. The Stathe. Mm-hmm. Hot, hot Jason. Yeah. He also directed uh, Fist of Fury. Yeah. 1991 Part 2. Yeah. So you had Fist of Fury with Bruce Lee. Yeah. Then you had Fist of Fury 2. With Bruce Lai. Yes. Yeah. And then... I mean, we're still talking about, like, the 80s, 70s, 80s now. Yeah. But then we had Fist of Fury 1991 Part 2, which is just nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. nothing. It's just some comedy martial arts film by this guy. Oh, right. <laughs> With the name. Well, I look forward to that, then. Yeah. 
And then he did the transporter, so, you know. Wow, that's right. He's got... What I'm saying is, he's got some martial arts cred. Good. So Sorry, perfect. I'm still feeling the damage from the fucking borrower. I'm still... Uh, we're going in, we're going... I'm trying to find... I'm finding my happy place, Flex. I'm trying to find my happy place. I need to clear my glass, is what I need to do. I need to <laughs> empty my glass, Fletch. I need to take myself back. Forget what we have known from the borrower. Clear our minds of the borrower. Okay. Think of it like a glass of Diet Coke. Mmm, cool, refreshing Diet Coke. Get rid of that Diet Coke, because I'm going to fill it with my Diet Coke knowledge. Okay. LA, 1986, neon nights that we love, Fletch. Most of the films we watch start like this. Cityscape. Beverly Hills Cop is showing at the picture house. What a time to be alive. What a time. If I was alive at this time, I would be down at the nighttime dojo. Are you kidding me? Look at I would absolutely be down at the nighttime dojo. Look at all the trophies, Fletch. I Big sign outside. Karate! I wish there was a dojo that I could go to right now. Maybe we'll look one up. We need someone like RJ to, to hook us up. With, we should start our own dojo. Sure. Well, I haven't got a garage. I know, cry. Late night in the dojo, windows full of trophies, instructor dad shouting at kids. That's a pretty fair representation of his. Uh... He knows some shit, you know. He it's does. Good. He knows some shit. His name's Tim Baker. Yeah. He's the. He's a member of the US team for the Japanese Karate Association. Like, he's a full-on karate dude. Well, yeah, you can tell he's leading these kids in the way he's going... It doesn't look like what, in my head, a karate badass looks like. Well, do you know what he does look like? What does he look like? He looks like Roy Cropper. (laughs) He looks like Roy Cropper from Coronation Street. If Roy Roy Cropper knew karate... The the man that... Um, he has the Roy Cropper hair, doesn't he? It's the hair, isn't it? It's the hair. Roy Cropper. Roy Cropper, Roy, Roy the sandwich Cropper. bar. Knows karate. Well, he does come a cropper. <laughs> he does come a cropper when uh, some shady crime dudes come into his nighttime dojo. Oh, no, before that, sorry, we meet his son. His son, Jason, who, uh, during his dad's... Um, his class instruction instruction completely disregards it and starts doing a load of Bruce Lee shit and going Bruce Lee and his dad goes stop it that's not karate that is the Jeet Kune Do of Bruce Lee yeah we do karate here actually when we watched that Fletch actually said that before (laughs) sad dad said it it was quite nerdy shady gangsters turn up outside there is a bad bad crime dude flanked by Karate hench dude. Yeah, he's got a gi on. <coughs> he and just walks around in a gi. <coughs> and Ivan, the Russian, a man in a white suit, very recognisable. It's JCVD, ladies and gentlemen. Jean-Claude. Woo! Woo! Jean-Claude Van Damme. And you say this is the first film he was in? Uh, well, no, it's his first feature length. Well. Yeah. I mean, he was already doing the martial arts and stuff, obviously. Obviously, yeah, <laughs> but it's before it's pre blood sport, pre blood sport. So it's him in a white suit, in like a white Tony Montana suit, looking like a badass, yeah, and a beardy man in a gi. And that guy is so karate, he never is seen without a gi on. Oh, he wears a suit later, 
No, he doesn't. The gay man? Yeah. The right man? He's just got a gay... There's another suit guy. Like, they hire oh, another suit... The guy that looks like... Um, the guy that looks like Gary Newman? Yeah. Yeah, they hire Gary Newman, but this guy's just still there and he's gay. Right. I, can, I respect the shit out of that. Yeah. Do you know if I was, like, a black belt, I would walk around in a gay all the time. I'm going to get a gay. I was in the charity shop earlier looking for some new shoes... And I saw someone had let someone had put like given a black belt to the. Why didn't you get it? I don't know. I was like, "What's the story behind it? Take Who has take it belt? to the charity shop? Yeah. I have shamed you, yeah. Sensei Ken. Yeah, <laughs> my dojo has been taken over by crims. I now have to take my black belt to the charity shop. <laughs> I was so concerned. <laughs> That's why there's no dojo here. I'm a Chadiston ninja man <laughs> They took my dojo Replaced it with a chip shop That's what I was I took my belt to men cap <laughs> where it was Somebody might get something from this cursed thing All it's ever bought me Is street punks Can we go there tomorrow and buy it? I'm really Yeah, let's go and buy it I feel really stupid for not buying it Crazy bitch Class dismissed and the gangsters enter the dojo. The creepy little crime dude says, Did you think about our proposal? And Dad says, Yes, I did. And I'm sorry to make you come all the way here from New York City. But for me, just to say to you, No, crime boss. I just want... I don't want to join your organisation, JCVD. And the karate man, Jump into action! And the creepy little crime dude says, You forced my hand! Dad says, karate should never be used aggressively. But I have no other choice. <laughs> I have to make an exception. Yes. And Dad fights karate, dude. It is well sped up. Yeah, it's really But good. it looks fucking damn cool, though. Yeah. JCVD watches on in his sharp white suit like a fucking sexy statue of violence. Oh, he was poured into oh. that suit. Dad is about to win. Dad is about to win against Karate Dude. Karate Dude goes down on one knee. JC, he sees this. And he's like, I'm going to use Karate Dude as a plinth. On the plinth, Lord, kick. And he kicks the living shit out of Karate Dad. And then he snaps his leg. Okay, so he launches himself off the uh, other Karate Bad Dude. Yeah. And kicks... Kicks Sad Roy Cropper in the face. Kicks Roy Cropper in the face. Yeah. He did. He kicked him in the face. Uh, apparently, he kicked him in the face and in the neck because they had Probably to do it a few times. And um, he won't gimmick in his kicks. Yeah. Well, did you know that? Do you know about the the lawsuit from Cyborg? No. So you know Cyborg. I do know Cyborg. Uh, Nineteen eighty nine. Jean Claude Van Damme was sued. What for? He kicking too hard. Yeah, well, there, there's a guy called um, Jackson Pinckney who apparently lost sight in one of his eyes because Jean-Claude Van Damme stabbed him with a fake knife. In the eye? Yeah, and he sued because he he was he, he had a lawsuit saying that... I can't see. He's dangerous. In yeah. his fight scenes, he's too dangerous. Yeah. And uh, Roy, Cop- Roy Cropper testified... Because of his experience on this film with Jean-Claude yeah. Van Damme, repeatedly kicking him in the throat because for this scene. Well, there you go. He kicks the fucking leg, living shit, snaps his arm, he snaps lost, his leg. He lost, he lost the lawsuit as well. 
Did he? Yeah, JCVD had to pay out like 800 grand or something like that. For kicking people in the face. Yeah, for, for nearly for making someone half blind. Yeah, and he kicked Roy Cropper in the chops. <laughs> Unless <laughs> you've got Roy Cropper in <laughs> Jason jumps in to save Sad Dad and he's like, You bastards! And he starts to try and fight JCVD, but JCVD puts him in a sweet fucking wrist lock and stares him down. <sighs> he looks very tanned for an Eastern European man. Crime dude says, Look, I'm gonna come back. Sort your shit out. I'll see you later. I think it's the crisp white suit that's just making his tan pop. It does. It makes him. <laughs> he, he looks like a sexy Belgian conquer. <laughs> Jason! 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 Says Sad Dad as he's lying on the floor with his snap leg. Jason says, We'll get them! We'll make them pay! But Dad, Dad says, No, Jason! It's over! We should both retreat and surrender! He gives it all up, yeah. He says, like... He gives up the way. He says, the killer, it was the Russian, Krushinsky. And then he says, they, they want all the major Joe dojos in the country as fronts for organised crime. What for? Why are you taking <laughs> over a shop? He's got a retreat, basically, hasn't he? And surrender. And surrender. So he decides he's going to pack up his life and his shop, his dojo, his family... And move to uh, Seattle where there is no crime whatsoever. Well, there's minimal crime. What do they have in Seattle? Well, they've got good crime. And Fraser Crane. Fraser Crane. Hey, baby, you're here to go for two touch salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. I think that's the only thing I know about Seattle. And Nirvana. Grunge music. Yeah. Grunge music and Fraser Crane. It's very cold. And lattes. Well, sad synth music plays. And we get a drive-in montage. <laughs> it's so sad. It's so sad. It's all right, though, Fretch. Don't don't feel sad. Don't fret, because now they are living in crime-free Seattle. they got a new house. Jason is helping his mum and dad get the stuff, get the boxes into the house. Mum says, Jason, get that big box. But he disregards what his mum says, goes to the back and gets his box of ninja shit. The needle. Yeah, the needle. Straight in the garage, mate. He says, you know what this looks like to me? What would it look like to you, mate? You said it earlier yourself. You're in a garage, what would you do in it? If I walk into any empty space, I immediately think, this would make a good dojo. This would make a good dojo. So, that's it. He's straight in there. He puts up his punch bag. He puts up his pictures of Bruce Lee. He has a bit of a go with his punch bag. When he's dicking around, swinging around on it, using it inappropriately, he knocks a load of shelves off. What a wally. What a wally. What does a new guy need when he moves into a new neighbourhood? Best friend. Best friend! And here's one, just as he's unpacking the car, on his little BMX, listening to his hip-hop. RJ! RJ. RJ. He looks like a young Michael Jackson. He does look. It's like he has taken the spirit of the not-yet-dead Michael Jackson into himself. But yeah, whilst unpacking... If only he could dance. only he could dance. Well, whilst unpacking this this new kid, RJ... Arrives and they play some basketball. Bas- I've written down here: basketball plus hip hop equals bros for life. Basically, that's how we met. That's how we met, wasn't it? Yeah. He says, "My name's RJ. You moving in?" He's really sassy. He's really he's, he's nice. Really sassy. He's really nice, and he helps move the wooden man 
into the dojo. Now, while they're doing this, they're getting equated and the bro circle is happening right in front of our very eyes. Yeah. In the background, there's a shady-looking big fella eating an entire cake out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> like a whole cake. Like a fistfuls of cake. Like a Victoria sponge, but a chocolate one. Just eating it like you'd eat a sandwich. It's meatloaf. It's meatloaf. It's shit meatloaf. And he says, ha! A Bruce Lee freak! Just what this town needs! Why me? He even sounds like meatloaf. <laughs> he does sound like meatloaf. When he talks, he I, sounds like meatloaf. Well, I think a guy that late, later on in the film might actually be the dad. Inside the garage, RJ has helped Jason take the boxes in. He's dicking around with the punch bag, and the punch bag clocks him in the face. Yeah, what a wild. Good times, good times. He's saying, what's all this stuff? Who's this? Is this Bruce Lee? And he starts showing him all of his stuff, the wooden man. He gives him a little bit of a, a, little bit of a kick and a punch routine. And then RJ says, if that's what you can do, watch this. And he begins to body pop and rap. Fletch, could you please put the rap in the program now? I can't be bothered. Mind. That's his skill, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's not. Well, he's dancing, and then he he does some sick moves. He's not. He does a backflip, and he kicks down those shelves. He wanted a part in this film very badly. Yeah. And he lied and said he could dance, and they took him on board, and he couldn't dance. So that's all just body doubles. I did actually write clearly a body double here. Uh, yeah, he yeah. he lied about his dancing skill because they they looked at because he does look like young Michael Jackson. Yeah, well he does later on. When he he's could be an impersonator. Yeah. He looks exactly like young Michael Jackson, and um, yeah, they were probably like, "Well, look at him. He looks like young Michael Jackson." You don't look like that and not learn how to dance. Obviously. <laughs> After he does his ridiculous dance routine, he says, so how long have you been doing karate then, Jason? He says, about three years. He's like, oh, you must be pretty good at it. I've got some mates of mine that have been doing it about two years. He says, one day, I want to be just like Bruce Lee, even though he doesn't do karate. Yeah. (laughs) He says, hey, RJ, I hear he's buried in Seattle. Um, Can you take me to where he's buried? He's like, I'll do it tomorrow because RJ sorts everything out. And they fist bump and walk away arm in arm like bros. Big fat cake man is sat on the lawn spraying Coke cans all over it. I think this film might be sponsored by Coke because there is a lot of Coke in it. And he's sat there goofing off. He's supposed to be cleaning the windows, but instead he's just spraying about 15 Coke cans all over the floor. And his dad comes out and gives him a right old rollicking. That's not his dad. It's, it's, That's it's just a man. Yeah, he says it par. He calls him par. Oh, he's terrible. He's out yeah. of breath, isn't yeah. he? And he's like, Ooh. He's like, <laughs> just, <putting it> in. <laughs> just, I, stop spraying the, clean the, clean the, the windows. windows. <laughs> he was so out of breath. He was, yeah. So Meatloaf starts cleaning the window. And as he's doing that, RJ comes skating past, minding, minding his own business. And fucking Meatloaf hoses RJ down and he says, I told you you couldn't hide from me forever. You and that Bruce Lee freak. When did he say this? And why did he say this? I found out. RJ bites him on the nose and he escapes. Oh yeah, he bites him. He bites him on his, yeah. And this escapes with rad skateboard moves. Meatloaf chases him. Meatloaf does With surprising athleticism for a man of his girth. Yeah. 
Real life meatloaf never ran like that. He wouldn't do that, no. And he uh, <laughs> jumps hurdles, but meatloaf falls at the last hurdle, as it were. There's some builders on the pavement. You can go for it, big guy. They're like, come on, fatty, jump over that fucking hurdle. He makes it, apart from the last one, falls on his ass. He says, next time we meet, buddy! So why doesn't he like him, then? Well, it turns out there was a scene in the script. There's a there's whole school bit. Oh, that's just been cut out of the film? Yeah, where Meatloaf is in the cafeteria and RJ trips him up and he falls over and gets all his food all over him and vows revenge on RJ. So RJ was the bully in so the So RJ's place. bullied him and then he sees RJ skating past the house and he's like, oh, it's time for my revenge and he chases him round the corner and then some builders are like, all right, fatty, try and jump over that hurdle mm. and he falls over and... Yeah, RJ's like, fuck you, fat cunt, and skates off. Yeah, skates off to go to Bruce Lee's grave. Yeah, so with that extra scene, it actually, RJ's a bit of a prick. Yeah, he's a bit of a prick. He's just bullying this fat boy, bullying poor little meatloaf. Poor little meatloaf. Oh, poor meatloaf, with his fucking climate change denial. Yeah, that's meatloaf. That's real life meatloaf. That's real life meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's, why do we care if meatloaf denies yeah. it? Who gives a shit yeah, what meatloaf? shit what meatloaf? It was in the news. It was a headline. They're like, meatloaf... Things climate change isn't happening. It's like who it gives a what shit about meatloaf? I reckon Nobody most cares. People, I reckon most people who read that headline were like, Meatloaf's still alive. Meatloaf's alive. <laughs> Our heroes drive to Bruce Lee's grave, and this is a whole sad situation, isn't it? Really, because he says, Jason, like I'm a martial artist too. I found your favourite flowers. I bought them for you. Thank you, Sensei Lee. You wouldn't call him Sensei Lee, would he? No, because that's Japanese. Chinese. Sifu. Meatloaf Cake Man has got all his bros together now, and they're having a big old fucking burger time, burger fest. There's a pyramid of burgers. A pile of fucking burgers, and he says, stick with me, kids, and you'll never go hungry. Meatloaf has... Punks. Enlisted his own street punk gang by applying them with burgers. And is this all because RJ tripped him over? Yeah. Slippery slope, a trip. Slippery conquering. We've said it before. We've said it a thousand times. And we're seeing it now. That's why they cut it out. Because they've got, look, if they know that this is how it starts. Because RJ's a prick. Because RJ's a prick. No one's going to be. Everyone's going to be furious. So they're all sat there eating burgers. Fucking Meatloaf's got mustard all over his chops like a dirty baby. <laughs> and he's like, what? Fucking RJ's in the car park. And he spots him and he says, it's that slime ball RJ. And one of his mates even says to him, why do you hate RJ so much? And he says, I got my reasons. <laughs> yeah, he won't even explain it. No. He says, what I want you to do is just go outside and circle him and don't let him leave. So all the punks go outside and they circle RJ and he says, well, 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 Pee Wee. <laughs> but then RJ just runs away instantly and then gets by, gets in the burger tables and all that and calls a whole fracas. And he's, he, he's having a fight with the street punks and fucking Jason turns up and saves RJ and he says, who's the lardass? And the lardass says, beat it, Brucey. <laughs> but now, right, he gets thrown over a table, doesn't have a cut on his head. He says, beat it, Brucey. Then he's got a cut on his head. Yeah, cut me loose yeah. on his head. From getting thrown over a plastic table. Oh, he just launched him as well. He does. That was pretty cool. He says... He goes double-footed and fucking smashes Meatloaf over a table. Yeah, fucking Meatloaf. Which we've all wanted to do to Meatloaf at some point or another. Meatloaf says, don't get involved, Brucey. This is between me and him, RJ. 
Have you ever watched, watched Fifty First State? I have not. Meatloaf is in it and he explodes. He, is Meatloaf upset you or something? He, I tell you what, it is really good when people say the name of the film when we're doing the film, Fletch. 21 minutes, 41 seconds. RJ, double fighting stance. Just as about to fight big fat punks. No retreat, no, no surrender. surrender. Excellent. But they don't end up having to, having the fight because the, the dude who owns the burger bar comes out and splits it up. Do you know what, though? I was pumped. Oh, yeah. I was pumped. I was ready happened. for action. This film did get me pumped. Mm. I had to go to the gym after I w- watched this. Just, just to get my pump on. Hit the bag. Clanging and banging, bro. <laughs> Jason goes home. He walks into the house. His dad walks out with a light. <laughs> oh, God. I know what you're right, talking okay. about. Jason goes home and he walks into the kitchen. His dad appears with a beard and he says, I told you not to fight. And Jason says, I wasn't doing it for fun. I was helping out a friend. And his dad says, that's no excuse. They move into the next room and dad's beard has disappeared from his face. He was so angry his beard fell off. (laughs) He says, Jason, fighting is for punks. It's wrong. It's just going to get you in trouble. And he says, Dad, today it saved my ass, didn't it, Dad? (laughs) And he says, just because I don't agree with you, Dad, doesn't mean I'm wrong. And Dad says, this is my house, my rules. I'm Roy Cropper. This is my cafe. He's he's done a Footloose-style karate band. Exactly, yeah. Jason says, are you trying to raise a clone? Do you want another little Roy running around here, dear? Another little cropper? And he says, I don't know what I've raised. Go to your room. You ought to be ashamed of yourself going out there fighting like a common street punk. To be fair. Get to bed. That's every parent's nightmare. Yeah. That you can see it happening. Up to become a street punk. He can I see mean, it. he knows karate. Yeah, he can see it happening. He could be one of two things. And he's taught in the karate. This is like, oh, this is like a chemist. Whose son becomes a, a fucking meth genius, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, what have I done? Yeah. Why? That's the thing, you know. Parents, you know, they're sending their kids off to learn karate. What, they don't what, know what, what, what kind of dojo to? is it? Is it a good dojo? Is or it is Cobra it Kai? Cobra Kai. Is it a fucking terrorist cell like Cobra Kai? Mm. You mm. don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Things to watch out for, parents. Kung Fu. Right. If you sign your kids up to a dojo, what colour are their, their geese? Are they white? Are they black? Do they have logos that are reminiscent of predatory animals? Is it a powerful, a powerful eagle on the back? Eagle. Soaring high. Eagles what? are good. Yeah. Or is it a viper of yeah. some kind? Is it like a snake or some kind of deadly venomous reptile? Yeah. Then they're probably bad. Watch out. Watch out. Karate. I mean... Parents, know your children. I mean, the parents of today were probably super into karate in the 80s because fucking everyone was into karate in the 80s. Yeah, and look all these fucking street punks roaming around. Don't point out my windows. I don't live in an area full of street punks. You certainly do. I have to walk here, you know. Street punks everywhere. Past all the bin fires. Yeah. And people, hey, buddy. People asking you for nuke on the way here. Yeah. Blokes in double denim flicking cigarettes at me. At the garage. The garage. Jason goes to his room and he angrily looks at all of his posters of Bruce Lee. 
in turn angrily stares at every Bruce Lee poster. Yeah, and then runs to the garage and lays waste to the punch bag. Boxing show at the MGM Grand in Reno. Da, da, da. Our heroes are what? Sorry, it's not boxing, is it? It's karate. Sorry. There's a karate show at the MGM Grand in Reno, and our heroes are watching it at home on their definitely real television. <laughs> this telly looks amazing. They see the local Seattle dojo owner, Ian Riley. He wins, he's won the national championships, Fletch. He's number one. He's a good guy. So he should. So he should. That's knowledge. Ron, that's Ron Ponell. Who is he? <laughs> he's a six-degree American Tang So Do expert under Chuck Norris. Oh, Chuck. Chuck. Chuck Protégé. Amazing. Look at him. You can tell as well. A light, light of foot. There was bits in it we thought he was a dancer. Light of foot. Hairy of chest. Yeah, he's a very hairy man. Exactly. He's a very hairy Exactly. Man. Do you think you can set... Foot in a Chuck Norris dojo if you ain't got a fucking chest wig on, mate. He didn't look like that when he got in there. Day one, he was like, I'm going to have to do something about your pansy-ass chest. Yeah. Get in there and learn how to grow. He's like, I don't know how to grow. Chuck Norris put his hand on him like like Spock would do to do a mind meld. And then little bit of, little bit of Chuck's beard retracted. Just as it did, he fell down to the ground at weak, weak. And he said to Ian... It was like, sleep, Ian, sleep. Ian slept for, for 12 hours, yeah? When he woke up, he was hairy as fuck. He was like a little monkey man. And Chuck was like, yeah. Now you must harness the power. Harness the power. Yeah. And it, as soon as he woke up, Chuck just went, yeah. And then just chopped him in the face. <laughs> he says, there are no breaks in the Chuck Norris dojo. <laughs> Sorry, I went I went away there, didn't I? Chest hair pull-ups. Chest hair pull-ups. Jason says I really I fucking love karate. You've seen all the karate shit I got in the garage. I wish I could go to a dojo. And he's like, that fella, down the road. RJ knows I'll get you the hook up. RJ, he can hook you up with anything. He's a good he's a good guy to have on your side, RJ, I think. Bruce Lee doesn't do karate. Bruce Lee doesn't do karate, no. It's that's a, again. That's one thing to bear in mind about this whole film. That is, if that's if that's what you're worried about, Fletch, at this point in the film, you, you need to you need to suspend. Your, there's a lot of disbelief that needs to be suspended. It's coming up, mate. It's just disrespecting the memory of Bruce Lee. They go to the dojo, Fletch. I'm quite sensitive to films that desecrate the memory of Sifu Lee. <laughs> they 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 go to uh, they they go to the dojo, Fletch. Yeah, LJ doesn't sign up. Jason signs up. He goes in and he's like, yeah, this is a pretty good dojo. Thanks for sorting this out, RJ. And he's like, yeah, I told you. I know where all the dojos are in town. What are they they signing up? Dean, instructor, currently covering for uh, Championship Ian off in the telly. And he's like, hi, guys. I see here it says you're from LA. Yeah, I've I've clocked that. He says, go and get changed. Uh, We're about to start a class. Come and have a go. As the guys are getting ready. Dean's there getting ready for the class. You never guess who else goes to this fucking class. Fucking meatloaf. Fucking meatloaf is there. He's there and he's got his, and he goes, hey up, Dean. Uh, them two fellas. Is he going to do karate? It, did he tell you he's from Los Angeles? And he says, as a matter of fact, he did, yeah. And he said, uh, oh, by the way, this this on me head, this on me head here, he did that to me down the burger bar. 
And he's done this to my arm, and he's done this to me. And it's like, what did, what, why did he do that? There was nothing on his arms. I know, there wasn't anything on his arms. <laughs> but he said, why did he do that? Why did this fight start? And he said, well, it's because he said that Seattle karate was shit compared to LA karate. And Dean says, what? Okay, right, we'll get him in. We'll get him in. But I won't just give him a few little handy little catters. We're going to get fast fucking Frank in. Frank! Frank, come over here. They call this guy over. And Frank, Frank is there at the side yeah. doing lightning fast drills. It's just like... <laughs> and they call in fucking lightning Frank. And they say, lightning Frank, there's a new guy here. And uh, he told me he's going to kick your ass. Lightning Frank says, I ain't lying bound for anybody. And he goes... <laughs> and does some more lightning moves. And he says, I'll give you a shout in a minute. Frank is lightning. Frank is fast. That was me ca- trying to catch my breath at thinking about how fast. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I can't even. Yeah. It's too fast for me to even describe because he's already yeah. done it. That's it. So Jason comes out of the dressing room, sees the uh, circle. Dean's in the middle. He's going. I'm going to have a go, go a little bit of karate here with this fella Dean. He seems like a re nice fella. As they're walking over, he fucking clocks Meatloaf and he's like, "That's." Uh, how long's he been here? And then he's like, hang on a minute, if he's here, he's gonna have told Dean that I think Seattle Karate is the is the shit. And he's like, no, Dean, no, I love Seattle Karate. And he's like, it's too late for you now, you have to fight Frank. And he makes him fight Frank, and Frank just kicks the shit out of him. But then Frank's like, look, he's had enough, and he's like, no, no, I wanna make an example of him. And they, uh, it gets too much. Frank, within moments, punches every inch of his yeah. body. <laughs> like Eddie Honda. <laughs> and uh, basically, RJ sees where it's going, jumps in and they run away into the night. And Dean says, with his group of his dojo, Ha! LA Karate, I'm impressed. And they all laugh like the end of, <laughs> like the end of a He-Man episode. <laughs> Kelly... Is having a birthday party. This is the first time we meet Kelly. Happy birthday, Kelly! She's 17, Fletch. She looks like she's 17, doesn't she? What are you implying? That she's about 28, 30, maybe. <laughs> At Kelly's birthday party, you've got Dojo Dean, Cake Man Meatloaf, a jock dude, and the best sleeveless street punk henchman ever. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he was your favourite character in this Thank world, you for he? remembering. Yeah. My reaction to seeing him. Yeah. He's got a sleeveless polo yuppie shirt on, sunglasses. A quiff. A full-on, like, black quiff hair going on. He just looks ace. He looks ace. He looks like... He was like Slater, but somehow more menacing. Yeah. Well, Dojo Dean is there, and he says, I tell you what, guys, he's like a malevolent Slater. <laughs> yes. After tonight, Kelly is going to be my girl, boys. And they're like, probably, they are like from the 50s, these guys, but they're in the 80s. Yeah, he's a bit inappropriate, isn't he? Yeah. In order to get on Kelly's side, he offers her cheese and pineapple on sticks because it's the 80s. Now, Kelly is not interested in <laughs> Dojo Dean at all. Hang on, you can't do this. No, no, but they have done this, Fletch. <laughs> There's introduction of a character and we don't know who she is. Is this another thing that was cut out of the film? This is probably going to be from the school scene. Yeah. Where literally the reason why all these characters give a shit about each other was established. 
and yeah. they went, no, we, we need take more it. karate. <laughs> yeah. We're going to take it out. Ian's back. Here's an explanation of who Kelly is. Right. Ian, who won the Nationals. It's his little sister. It's her 17th birthday. And he's back, Flex. He's Li- back. Little Chuck. Little Chuck, yeah. He, Ian gets back, gives Kelly the trophy and says, I've won this for you. You can keep that in your room. Somebody says, oh, Ian, by the way, there's a phone call for you. Let's get, go in the other room. He goes into the room. He answers the phone. Hello? Hello? It turns out crime is coming to Seattle, Fletch. It's crime on the phone. It's crime time on the phone. And he says, uh, crime boss here, mate. I've seen you got a dojo. You know what the situation is. Ian says, I told you in Reno I'm not interested in your whole shady crime dojo. And he says, I'll meet you in your dojo in half an hour. Puts the phone down. As Jason is arriving at the party, Ian is running off to save his fucking dojo. Jason's bought Kelly a gift. Jason knows Kelly from the past. Really? Yeah. How did you How did you deduce that? Because they, they just say it now. He turns up, what he's got for a present, it's a fucking rabbit, Fletch. He, got, he gets her a rabbit, which you don't see much these days. Yeah. They kiss. Yeah, so they obviously know each other now. Cake Man and Dean see them kissing. Cake Man's got a plan. He's like, I'm, I'm going to come... I'm, I'm Dean, Dean ups to... Immediately tries to attack Jason. Yeah, dude, violence. But he's held back by the uh, hideous bulk of meatloaf. At the dojo, Ian goes to meet the crime boss and he's like, Look, I told you guys on the phone, told you before, I am not interested in crime dojo situations. At this point, we notice Jean Claude Van Damme hadn't been doing no henchman work since the start. Yeah, he's he's not not there. there. Gary Newman. Gary Gary Newman. Newman again. He's like, it's cold outside. Basically, the crime boss is like, Seattle will be next in my dojo crime empire. Dojo crime empire. Now, it turns out, this is where we find out how Kelly and Jason know each other. Kelly's showing off her rabbit to all of her mates. But Jason's bought. They just knew each other from last summer. Oh. That's the explanation we get. They knew each other from... If I met someone I was working with last year... Yeah. I might buy me a drink. You know, something yeah. like that. Now, I know. Rabbit, mate. They're sweethearts, though. You get a rabbit for your sweetheart. Do you? I've Do you have a rabbit? rabbit? I have got a rabbit. Yeah. What? Case closed. I've got one. So Kelly's showing off the rabbit. You know, there's that bit in that song where it goes down and Gary Newman starts talking in that song. And it's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> Gary Newman talking is hilarious. Oh, Gary Newman! Yeah, he's like, so now I'm alone. And it sounds so weird. I have to think for myself. <laughs> he's just lo- He's just a lonely robot. He's just a lonely robot. I know, mate. I know. I heard you. Kelly, he he Kelly, loves cars. He loves But he also cars. hates cars. Yeah. Have you been to see him now? You notice how all of, like, every pop song ever is just a Gary Newman backing track? I've never noticed that, no. Well, it's like how I, I think. Take a look. <laughs> take a look around yourself and realise that you're actually surrounded by Gary Newman. By Newmanoids. Yeah. We're all Newmans. Have you ever noticed that Gary Newman is older than Gary Oldman? <laughs> Blew your damn mind, didn't I? I did, you did. I just kicked the fucking lid off this bitch. Kelly's showing off the rabbit. And introducing everyone to Jason that she met, met last summer. While she's doing this, Dean turns up, mate, and Dean and Jason face off. And Dean says, Stay out of my way, punk. Her bro is my sensei, which makes her my girlfriend. 
while this is all going on, Cake Man Meatloaf chucks a drink all over Jason. How does that work? I don't know. That's how it works, Fletch. But I tell you something. That's how it works in karate land. Well, somebody brought karate to the party. And he kicks him through the table. And they have a massive fight and his shirt just falls apart like the Incredible Hulk. It's incredible. And while he's like choking him on a seat. Where's RJ? RJ's not there. He's not invited to the party. While he's choking him. Whoa. Whoa. Why? Why? He just wasn't. Is it because he looks like Michael Jackson? Run. Dean kicks Jason. They have a massive, massive fight and he's holding Jason down. Kelly's going, don't do it, Dean. Don't do it. And he says, yeah, you pussy. I'm number one. I'm Dean. I'm Dean. And he runs away and he gets in his car embarrassed. Kelly's like, don't go. And he's like, fuck you, Kelly. Fuck you, I bought you a rabbit. I bought you a rabbit and this is how the night ends. The door slams and he drives away to see the grave of Bruce Lee one more time. He gets out of the car and he says, Bruce, Bruce, I went to a party and it's all gone tits, mate. I'm trying to learn karate and I know you don't do karate. I haven't got any friends who've all I've got left, Bruce Lee, please. Help me. Do you know what I really like about this? What? Is that's totally something a teenager would do. Yeah. I got into, I got picked on at a party and the only friend I have left in the world is Bruce Lee. So I'm going to go to his grave and cry. Yeah. Because my life is at its worst right now. Yeah, There's a girl I like and I fell over in front of her. <laughs> and now my life is over, Bruce Lee. My life is over. I need your help, Bruce Lee. Help me, Bruce Lee! That is such an accurate teenage reaction. Yeah. Did, do you think they realised how accurate that is? I don't think they did. I think they struck actual, like, real human, capturing the human essence accidentally. Yeah. A broken clock is right twice a day. Bruce Lee said that. Yeah. Bruce Lee didn't say that. No, he didn't. I just don't want to say it in case Bruce Lee finds it. Jason gets home and he arrives to see his dad and his dad is furious because he's been out fighting and you know how I feel about violence and he's like, this is because you're a coward, dad. And then we get dad's amazing shocked acting face when he goes, (laughs) (laughs) and he's like, coward, I'll show you coward. And he destroys the garage dojo, Fletch. He rips, (laughs) rips up. He doesn't. He rips the Bruce Lee poster in And off. pushes one of the things over. And I knew what I should have done ages ago. And then he gets tired and goes inside. Yeah, he goes inside. Jason is like, Dad, you're a fucking, you're a sad old bastard. He runs away into the night to go find RJ at his house. Now, instead of knocking RJ's door, he knocks on the fence, on the back garden fence. But RJ answers the, answers the fence in a shower cap. He can hear him. Does RJ live in the back garden? Maybe he lives in the garden. Yeah. Was RJ showering? Or maybe he was just hosing himself down in the garden. Oh, God. What kind of condition does RJ live in? Mm, I don't know. He's not invited to the local cool kids' party. He lives in the garden. He lives in his garden. Yeah. He says, oh, me dad smashed up the fucking dojo, RJ. What are we going to do? And he's like, as it goes, I know of a squat. Of a house, of an empty house, we can go. Give us a minute, and we'll go and we'll go and get all your stuff from the garage, and we'll set it up in this abandoned house instead of your garage. 
And and uh, Jason's like, how am I going to move it all? I don't have a van. And RJ goes, I'll, I'll, sort, just, I'll just sort that out. I'll get one. Then they turn up in this in this pickup truck. Yeah. And they say, they do it in a... RJ, who lives, who sleeps rough, has access to this van. <laughs> he knows where all the dojos are. Yeah. I feel like he's homeless. And the reason he knows where everything is, is because he's, he's constantly... Just wandering around. He's constantly outside. And there's, in fact, a really sad subplot. Yeah. 45 minutes, 10 seconds, bromant. They say the film title again. No retreat, no surrender. No retreat, no surrender. No bed. No bed. No, no roof over my head. No parents. Jason fixes the Bruce poster that his dad rips into three convenient shards in the garage. Where he got tired. Yeah. He sends RJ home. He says, go back to your parents and don't give a fuck about you. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to carry on setting up the dojo. I, I've got some books I want to look through. He sits down and he, uh, he falls asleep reading a book by the man himself, Fletch. But while he sleeps, a bright white light! The door opens from heaven, Fletch. And who should walk in to this mortal realm but Sensei Lee himself? Bruce Lee is here. He says, who's there? RJ, is it you? And he says, you know who it is. You asked me to come. And he goes, oh, it's Bruce Lee. He's not that bothered at all, is he? The ghost of Bruce Lee walks in. The ghost of Bruce Lee walks in. Jason's not that shocked. Jason's going to train him, Fletch. He's going to train him. He says, I don't want revenge. I just want knowledge. What's he going to train him in, karate? He's just going to train him, Fletch. Do you know, you know karate is from Japan, right? Well, that's why he says... It's a, it's a cup of coke analogy, mate. I said it at the start of the podcast. Empty out your Japanese stuff. I'm going to put some Chinese stuff in there. That's what he's saying. Empty your cup. Empty your cup. Yeah. Get rid of that. I'm going to put some in it. So, uh, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee then, mate. What do you think of that dude? Who, who, he looks a lot like Bruce Lee, doesn't he? He's not, he's not Chinese either. <laughs> he's in <laughs> Korea. Yeah, um, doesn't look like Bruce Lee. Well, he sounds a lot like Bruce Lee, though, doesn't he? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. They were they were both speaking in their native languages to each other, so neither actor knew what the other person was saying. Right. And they were both just reading off idiot boards, off out of shot. Have you ever heard of uh, Game of Death? Oh, the Bruce Lee film, the grave robbing Bruce Lee film. The Grave Robin Bruce Lee film. Okay, I'm going to have to explain this. Carry on, Fletch, because you've, you've confused me from the get-go. Okay, right. So, Bruce Lee did Enter the Dragon, right? Yeah. And during his downtime from that film, he started shooting fight scenes for another film he wanted to make called Game of Death. Yes. Right? And then he completed Enter the Dragon. Mm-hmm. It was released... Bruce dies, and then Enter the Dragon is a huge success, and he becomes this gigantic superstar. Then they do game starting of death. this whole, and then they two packed him basically. Yeah, they, they, they two packed him. Have you ever seen Game of Death? Years and years ago, most of it's not Bruce Lee. It's awful. It's got a few scenes that Bruce Lee had filmed for this film, mm. right? And then what they did was they took. Interviews with Bruce Lee and cut his voice and cut it in and tried to kind of work it in as dialogue. They used actual footage from Bruce Lee's funeral. Oh my god! Yeah, 
Chuck, it, Chuck Norris turned it down because he was like, you're desecrating a yeah. dead person. You mentioned Bruce Lee earlier. Mm. They asked Bruce Lee if he'll come in and fill in for Bruce Lee. Yeah. And he said no, because he desecrated. Uh, yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, I was about to mention him. He had this big old gangly fight. They had to get doubles for him. They got a double for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Believe it or not, yeah. God. It's, the whole thing is terrible. It's, I want to say it's worth watching because you can't. it's unbelievable how horribly barefaced it is. Yeah. So what happens in that film is that they, they try and assassinate Bruce Lee's character. Mm-hmm. He's on a film set and a stuntman goes to shoot him, but they put real bullets in the gun <gasps> and they shoot him. Like Brandon. Like he's, they predicted his son's death in this film. And so what happens is Bruce Lee fakes his death and then comes back after having plastic surgery to try and... that, And that's how they explain why he's different. Yeah. It's horrible. And um, the guy who they got to play the Bruce Lee counterpart, like to fill in for Bruce Lee, is this guy. Is it really? Yeah. This guy literally, his whole film career is desecrating Bruce Lee's corpse. Well, there you go then. Sleep well. Is, yeah. he, is he still alive? His name's Tai uh, Yong Kim. Mm. Like I say, he's a Korean chap. And uh, yeah, he's a fucking Bruce Lee lookalike. That doesn't look like Bruce Lee. He doesn't look like he Bruce Lee. He doesn't look like Bruce Lee. Uh, and I said as well, because they, they, it sounded like the dialogue was cut from interviews in this. It is, it is it? what it is. It yeah. is what it is. It's kind of like Rise of the Skywalker now, isn't it? With Carrie Fisher. Yeah. But that's all right, apparently. Yeah. So anyway, we go through all the Bruce training. Bruce trains him in loads of different things. We get loads of different montages. He does stop calling him Sensei. Mm. And he starts calling him... What does he start calling him? Uh, Lee Dai Go. Lee Dai Go. Which is Big Brother Lee. Yeah. In Cantonese. Uh, you get in the montage, your classics, your rocky stuff. Bike race. Right. First of all, he's timing the bike. Next, he's better than the bike. Yeah, all that. You, you know what we're talking about with that. The monster. Yeah. He does loads of training with him, and he gets him to put one leg in a in a lasso. Yeah. And he's one leg suspended, and the other leg he has to jump up and kick. But he can't do it. He can't do it, can he? Yeah. Kurt McKinney, the the guy who played Jason, mm-hmm. he didn't want to do this. Why? Because it's fucking impossible. Mm. But the director. Um, pressured him to keep it in now so he literally had to do this as we're watching it he's like trying to fucking learn how to actually do this good good that's the best way to do it Mm. now sad dad Roy Cropper Roy Cropper Roy Cropper is now working in a sad sad country and western bar (laughs) he's playing really sad country and western music and there's a dude playing pool and he's like boy I need a drink bar bring me a drink bar so Roy Cropper takes a drink over to this dude and he says, I recognise you. Didn't you used to teach karate? And uh, Roy Cropper says, no, never, no, not me. I don't teach karate. The fucking drunk man kicks off. He pours the beer yeah, over Yeah, he pours the beer over him. He says, clean yourself up. And uh, sad dad. You dirty karate man. Yeah. So sad dad grabs him and he chucks him outside and he says, don't you ever come back? And his response is, I'm going to come back and I'm going to get you. Grow some balls, Roy Cropper. Grow some fucking balls, Got, him, got him in a fucking arm fucking, lock. Yeah. Get out! 
Jason, it's about time Roy Cropper. Do you remember? Do you remember? Like in, um, do you remember when Roy Cropper was in the cafe and uh, he kept getting shit from what's his name? <laughs> who, who's the bastard man? The one who got Alzheimer's? Mike Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, there's that bit in the cafe when like Mike Baldwin's all like, "What the fuck, Roy? You're a pussy," and everyone's like, "Oh, Roy's such a pussy," and then Roy just fucking belts Mike Barlow and knocks him the fuck out. Mm. That's kind of like what happens in this film. Everything is just building up to Roy Cropper punching someone. Yeah. That's the only way you can write a Roy Cropper story. That's life, isn't it? That's how, that's how you write a Roy Cropper character. Well, eventually, he's going to punch someone. Yeah. So we've got to work back. Won't punch anyone. Has a shit haircut. Then yeah. punches someone. Still has shit haircut. Jason has gone back to his, to his squat dojo. He has now got a red bandana. He means fucking business. His training is nearly complete, Fletch. All he's got to do is... Hang on a minute. This is what I noticed here, right? He's gone from this squat now. Since he's been gone from the squat and gone off, he's done, done his other teenage business, he's come back to do some more training with, in brackets, the ghost of Bruce Lee. Yeah. But Bruce Lee has tidied up the house and he's set up an assault course in the living room, basically. Yeah. The ghost of Bruce Lee. Yeah, he's, you think the the ghost of Bruce Lee wouldn't be able to manipulate objects? Well, clearly he has. He is at such peak physical fitness, even his spectral remains can pick stuff up and move them about. Well, yeah, he set up, he set up a whole... If Bruce Lee came back as a ghost, he would be a powerful poltergeist. That goes without saying. Also, part of the, the stuff he's doing, the outside training that he's doing, he's doing... Two-fingered push-ups. Yeah, by the end of it... I was super impressed by yeah, that. Yeah, well, he's smashing his back against a bit of wood. Yeah, well. then I found out they used cables. Oh. I was like, holy shit, Kurt McKinney's doing fucking two-fingered push-ups. Totally wasn't. Yeah. At one point as well, when, he's, the magic, when, he's, when he's sparring with, uh, with Bruce Lee, who has tidied the house up, RJ turns up, looks at him outside, thinks he's crazy because there's nobody there... And then never mentions it ever again. Then yeah, he's just like, Jason's gone mental. He's talking to Bruce Lee, and he's a, in his squat, in his squat house, in his squat house, talking to the ghost of Bruce Lee. Now, Jason, wow, he's become like a crazy meth addict. Yes, yeah. Now Jason goes to pick up Sad Dad from his shit bar job, and when he goes there, it's it's the morning, so Dad must work some horrendous hours in this bar. Because it's, like, it's like the finished. middle of the afternoon and he's just coming out. And as he's coming out... The 24 pool, hour licence. Yeah. Man. The pool punk and his big fat dudes, bunch of dudes are waiting. And he says, I'm going to teach you some manners, karate man. Wait. And they beat him up. So that guy he kicked out... Just waited there. The night that. before. Yeah. Well, he must have gone home. Yeah. And got his mates. Maybe he went home and he was like, it's a bit late, I can't... Wake all me mates up at this time. Like, could you imagine waking all me mates up like, Karate, karate man just threw me out of the bar. And what would you, what would you wait, do? Wait, 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 it's late. What it's... would you do if I rang you up? Okay. I bet karate man. <laughs> karate man just threw me out of a bar. You guys got it. You guys got a keyhole down here. And we're going to whoop his ass. Malachi, it's, it's really late. Can we do this tomorrow morning? I'm going to teach this man a lesson. You can't meet me in the parking lot. Eight o'clock shot. Yeah. He gets up at eight. He gets up at eight. <laughs> all right, then, fine. So we all turn up at the... Yeah. So they all turn up at the car park at what appears to be eight o'clock in the morning. And duff him up. 
to to fight to fight Roy Cropper. Yeah, they fight Roy Cropper. But Jason arrives and he saves Roy Cropper with kicks. And he says, get out of here, you fat bunch of shits. Oh, he does it. He comes sprinting across the car park. And, and his soundtrack changes. <laughs> he does a flying kick into that guy. Mm. And he fucking nails him. Mm. And apparently, it came keen and all. Good. That one had some mustard on it. If you watch it back, he does fucking go at it. And he says, Dad, that just goes to show there are some times that you do need to fight. And they make up for all the fucking arguing about fighting. And he says, let's go home. Mum's making mum dinner. He remembers how awesome karate is. He's like, you know what, son? You're right. You're right. Fighting is badass. He kind of did become Roy Cropper as well, didn't he? In that cafe. In that, uh, Not a cafe. It's a cafe, it's a yeah. Bar. It's eight in the morning. Yeah. The disco party, Fletch. Mike Barlow. Mike Ken Baldwin. Mike Baldwin. Mike Baldwin, Ken Mike Barlow. Bo- Mike Baldwin, Ken Barlow is like Ken Bar- Clash of the Titans, isn't it? Ken Barlow's son. They're like, you know, like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage in a ma- in the States. Well, over here, we had... <laughs> Mike Baldwin and Ken Barlow. <laughs> Mike Baldwin and Ken Barlow. It would have been around the same time as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Fletch, what about the disco party? The ditty of... The disco party. <laughs> I, can't, I can't move on. <laughs> the disco party, where there's one act. Is there? Oh, uh, RG has RG finally realised his true destiny of being a Michael Jackson impersonator. Yeah, he turns up dressed as Michael Jackson. There is a dance act on, but then when they finish, he just does his Michael Jackson shit and gets all the honkies to dance. Yeah, what is this? I don't know. It's just like... They just... Okay, so let's set the scene here. So they turn up at this disco. Yeah. They go in, and there's a bunch of people stood around the dance floor watching two other, a couple's Michael Jackson impersonator yeah, routine. Yeah, both, both dressed in Michael Jackson's thriller costumes. Yeah, and they're doing they're doing a dance. Mm-hmm. And RJ walks in, also dressed as Michael Jackson, so which might to my mind, I was immediately like, okay, so this is some kind of like Michael Jackson party. Michael Jackson dance competition, right? You know how they have the Elvis competitions. Yeah, yeah. Like it's one of those. No. So then they move. RJ comes, slight knee sliding yeah. onto the dance floor, and then his double gets up and does a fucking really cool dance. Well mm-hmm. done, RJ's double. And then that's it. Yeah, that's it. Then just all the all the. All of, the, all, all of the other people just come and have a dance. All of the other participants at this disco, white as the driven snow, <laughs> Go just kind dance, of yeah. walk on the dance floor and start awkwardly <laughs> shuffling along to them. Well, what they do, what they, the dancers are there for one thing, which is to get... Uh, Who are these Kelly, other two dancers? Kelly and Jason to... Because uh, he knows them. Of course he does. They've got Michael Jackson costumes on. And they like they're considerably older as well. Do you reckon Maybe it's his parents. Yeah, that's my thought. Maybe they're his mum and dad, and yeah. he's just a fam- They're just a family of Michael Jackson impersonators. Yeah, and they've had this kid, and they're like, "Holy shit, <laughs> he looks exactly like your Michael." That'd be a dream come true. Can you imagine if you you were? Can you imagine if we were married and we were Michael Jackson impersonators? Oh, just and, imagine. And we had a kid. Yeah. And that kid got to like a certain age, and we oh. looked, and we looked, and he just came downstairs one day, and we both just went. He went. He looks like, like little oh, Michael. Fucking hell! Oh my fuck! Dollar signs would be just as bad as Michael Jackson's parents. 
Well, yeah, we just literally just described what happened to Paul. Paul that, that's Lemon. exactly Paul what happened to Michael Jackson. Oh dear, I'm really sad now. Okay, but anyway, the, the whole go back to the whole yeah yeah dance. The body. dance thing was only set up so that Jason and Kelly could reunite and kiss, and it was all good. Oh yeah, they're not friends anymore. Yeah, because they found out about the party situation. Dean smacked the shit out of him at the 17th birthday party, mate. That's not her fault. Her party, that's not how he sees it. But he says, like, apologise. He apologises for all that, mate. So he should. He was angry. He'd just been beaten up. He's learnt inner peace. He has. That's what he's getting. That's what you get from... Hanging out with Ghost Bruce. Martial arts. Yeah. Inner peace. That's why I'm such a peaceful person. Yeah. I get that from you. That's why I'm chill as fuck. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, he isn't chill as fuck. The head of the... You. I'm chill as fuck. No. I'm... I'm... Shh. Okay. okay. Continue. I'll tell you who isn't chill as fuck. Who? The head of the fucking crime bosses in town, Fletch! Fucking... Organised crime himself. Organised crime himself. Mr. Crime. Bob Crime. <laughs> oh, you mean the old dude? Yeah, the old dude. Bobby Crime. And he turns up and they get him in a limousine and he says, Don't worry, sir, everything's under control. Who's with him? Who's with him? Gary Gary Newman. Gary Newman's with him! Gary Newman. Kung Fu, Kung Fu John. Now he's not alone. Not alone. <laughs> he doesn't have to think about how. And the crime boss. Who isn't the crime boss. Now the crime boss is in town. You know, I was watching this interview with Gary Newman, right? Oh, Jesus Christ. And it was... Uh, and he was talking about how he's, uh, he's okay with people using his backing tracks because he's made his money off it and he doesn't mind other artists using it. Yeah, because he gets paid for it. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. He's like, I don't mind. You, you can use it for free. Yeah. He said that in an interview. Good guy. He's a good guy. You know what that means, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Oh, Gary <laughs> Hot, hot industrial Gary. So anyway, it turns out what they're going to do to solve this whole situation about the, getting all the dojos in Seattle, they're going to solve it, Fletch. How would you solve a, a, a business dispute like this? Even though it, it's a, a shady underground business dispute. Same way I solve all of my problems, Malachi J. Matthews. Full contact karate tournament. Full contact karate tournament on TV! Yeah, our TV got everything, got fucking the whole shebang. We got our team of goodies. Everyone from the film previously until this point is now joined together. Yeah, Lil Chuck. Lil Chuck, Fast Frank. Fast Frank. Cake Man. Cake Man Meatloaf. Cake Man has insinuated himself into... Oh yeah, he's just there. He's a karate fraud. He's, he's, he's just like the karate towel man. He's like Fat Frank Dukes. And like the crime team have managed to mass media coverage, they've got it all on the radio, it's on the TV, and they've assembled a team of absolute bad lads. It's in the gym basketball court. Yeah. Again. At this school that we've never been to. Never been to. It's very, very high budget, they've got commentators, they've got judges, and the whole town is here, Fletch. The whole town is here, including... Sad dad. Roy Cropper. Because he likes karate now. He likes it now. He's made his peace. Sad dad Roy Cropper's there and he's took the kids. He's took the kids. Took Jason and RJ. Do you know, I've been dragging my fingers along hard surfaces, right? And I keep dragging my fingers backwards along hard surfaces because it makes the tendons in your fingers stronger so that you can do strikes. 
finger strikes. Finger strikes. I can do like it Gene like, Simmons. I hold my two fingers like viper fangs, right? Yeah. Like a praying mantis. So for the uh, for the benefit of the recording, I am currently holding my fingers like two viper fangs. Yeah. Right. And what I do is I, I strike. Ah! Ah! Hey, you miss. I want smashed two perfect holes in a pumpkin like that. <laughs> for the eyes in Halloween. <laughs> Every year. <laughs> and then put it back in your pocket yeah. like a hot gun. <laughs> Holster it. <laughs> so both the teams are preparing for battle. <laughs> team badass versus team goodies. <laughs> and it's just pretty much on. <laughs> <laughs> the ring announcer comes out and he says... The bad guys are called, uh, what are they called? The Manhattan Brawlers versus the Seattle Sidekicks. He does intros for all of the guys in all of the teams. And then the fucking crime boss comes up and kicks the ring announcer off. And he's like, look, don't listen to him. I've changed the rules. Fuck all these guys. Remember the Russian guy from the start of the film? Yeah. Well, he's back and he's going to fight all these fucking kids. And yeah, there's a new rule, which I'm conveniently putting in now, that means that you don't have to be in this team to win the fucking tournament. Mic drop. Push. Everyone looks towards the door. Everyone just looks around <gasps> towards the door. Oh, shit. Shit, he means it. He's there. Fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme has turned up. He's turned up. With an army of just karate guys chanting. They're going, woo, 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 woo. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets... They, in... they, they just leave. They just leave. When he gets to the ring. Yeah. They don't, they don't need him. He gets into the ring and he basically, one by one, annihilates the team. It's... Starts. He starts with Dojo Dean. Dojo Dean goes down. Dojo Dean ain't shit. He ain't, ain't shit, shit on ain't fucking JCVD. JCVD? JCVD? I tell you, it would be good. Fast Frank, get him in. Fast Frank. Fast get- Frank must stand a chance. Fast Frank is fast. Down! Fast Frank has fallen, Fletch. He almost kills him. Oh, I felt rude. Who have we got left? Harry Ian. Little Chuck. Little Chuck. Harry Ian, get in. Harry Ian, light of foot. They have a quite a good fight, don't they? Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Quite a good fight. To the point where he JCVD t- is about to kill him and Kelly is... He ties just, him. Yeah, ties him in the, in the ropes. Hammond style. That's a pretty nifty move. That is. He, like, throws him through the middle of the ropes and then throws him up so he does a somersault and is tied in the ropes. I forgot to mention as well, also, Crime Boss says during that fight with Harry Ian, yeah. he's like, kill him! Kill him! Oh, yeah. So JCVD loses his shit. And starts trying to kill Harry Ian. And when he's trying to kill Harry Ian, Kelly gets up from out of the out of the crowd onto the side and goes, "Don't kill my brother." JCVD to Kelly. That is enough. That is enough for Jason. Jason, Jason has been watching the whole time on his feet. He gets in the ring. He's like, "I'll handle this, Harry Ian." Gets out. Gets up. Gets out. And then when he gets, he's he- got the sickest. Fucking red Adidas tracksuit on, by the way. Yeah. He looks like a fucking million bucks. He's got his bandana on the lot. He looks awesome. And when he's getting up, Crime Boss says, Oh yeah, by the way, I'm changing the rules again because I feel sorry for you, you bunch of pussies. This next match is winner takes all. Jason stands up, gets in the ring with JCVD. Leaps in. 
and it all goes fucking down. He uses his hot ghost Chinese knowledge. His ghost punches. He uses his ghost punches. He learns from Bruce Lee. It's all about looking at the body. He leads with the shoulder. He sees that, and that's how he gets the win. One inch punch. Like, uh, one inch punch. Do you want to put your hand out? Put your hand out. Here we go. You're Do ready it. for this. Yeah, I'll, You're I'll ready try. for this. Okay. Yeah. Ah! Alright, alright, okay, okay. okay. Come on, come on. Oh, heal it with chi! Oh. oh, now I'm fine. Now I'm fine. Feel Did the, you learn that from Ghost Bruce? Feel the side of my hand. Can you feel it's vibrating? Oh, it That's because I've concentrated the chi into the side of my hand. Yeah. Which means I can break things that are incredibly strong, such as yeah. iron bars, bricks. I've got one. Hang on. Bricks. I'll get you a brick. It might sound like you're hitting the sofa when you do this chop, but just do it on this brick. This this corduroy brick. There you go. On this brick here. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, go. I'm, I think so. Whoa, yeah. Centre yourself, boy. Centre yourself. Okay. Well, that's the end of the film anyway. Uh, he beats, what are you talking about? That's the end of the that's film. That's the end of the film. He beats JCVD and that's the end. Yeah, but they have an awesome martial arts oh, battle. Yeah they, to, yeah, they have an awesome martial arts battle. It's of amazing. They do. It's yeah. amazing. At one point, he goes to kick him and then JCVD grabs his leg. And knees him! Much in the same way he grabbed his dad's leg and broke Roy Cropper's leg that way. Mm. But... The fucking lasso, one kick lasso thing that Bruce Lee had taught him. Comes into Remembered. Play. He also, I forgot to say, he says, I'm the best! John Claude Van Damme screams, I'm the best. Yeah. Like 30 times in yeah. this film. In one scene. But yeah, yeah. He fucking, but he wins with uh, the knowledge, the ghost knowledge of Bruce Lee. It's a kick-tastic, masterful dance of death that happens. It's art. It is art. It's art. Also, the uh, ring at one minute fittingly is covered with a canvas because these are two artists. Very good. Their legs are the oh, brushes. I forgot to, the, the ultimate point being he wins with the bicycle kick, which is the last thing that. Yeah, Ghost, he does a bicycle kick! Yeah, the last thing that Ghost Bruce teaches him before he goes back to heaven. Before he just fucks off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the crime gang leave, and they're like, there is no way we can do crime in well, Seattle. This is, now. this is karate law. Yeah, no crime in Seattle. Fucking pack up your fucking shit. It's done. We're going. We said it. We're, we're, we're honourable men for criminals. They did. They just <laughs> fucked off straight away. And that's it. That is, that is the end of the film. Did you notice in the credit that uh, Ivan the Russian's name is now... He's name. He's now Carl. Yeah, Carl something, wasn't it? <laughs> so, in the... Yeah, in the beginning credits of this film, he's called Ivan the Russian. Mm-hmm. And in the end credits, his name is Carl. Yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme's character. Changed it. Well, why not? Cocaine, mate. No one was paying attention. Did this film just remind you of Karate Kid? It is a massive Karate Kid rip-off, yeah. But it's got Jean-Claude Van Damme in it. Yeah. It's just Karate Kid, isn't it? Yeah, but it's good, though. I mean, I've seen bad Karate Kids. Karate Rock. Karate Rock. When you combine Karate Kid and Footloose, would you recommend that people watch this one? Yes. Don't be stupid. No retreat. <laughs> no surrender. That was a good one. It was certainly a downside better than a fucking borrower. <laughs> oh. I think you should apologise to me and everyone about the borrowers. 
Let's just not. Joe, sure, let's forget it. Let's forget, forget it. it. Do you know what? Thank you for listening. Uh, that was no treat, no retreat, no surrender. And we indeed did not retreat or surrender from this film. We did from that last one, though, because that was shit. But anyway, we'll see you next week with something, hopefully, that doesn't destroy our souls and make, make us what we want to say. So now I'm alone. Now I can think for myself. About a lot of deals and issues. Things that I just don't understand.